0: Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. My name is Sierra, and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. From my crazy life to yours, it's time to share our experiences and get into those gritty details. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. It's your host, Sierra, here, and today we're here for our first three-person Real Talk episode. So we have Kristiny. Hello. And we have Liv.
1: Hi everyone.
0: And if you listened to my last episode with Liv, we went over some stories (laughs) and we gave some advice. And today is going to be another episode like that. So we've cracked open a bottle of wine and we are ready to spill the tea. Okay, so our first write-in was from our Google form. And I post that every so often in our Facebook group and on Instagram. So if you're ever wanting to be potentially featured in the podcast, you can enter there. This says, I was seeing a guy while I was on and off with my toxic ex and I was flirting with a guy for my own ego boost. I tried to shake him off a few times because I noticed he was starting to get really attached and tried to come over more and more. Once, well over, he offered to put lotion on my legs for me after I showered because his father did it for his mother every day, which is really sweet. But at the same time, I didn't want to get into something serious, and this boy was swooning. I was basically playing with his emotions, if I'm honest with myself now, but anywho, one drunk night we ended up hooking up. All the way, so to say. I was mortified when I woke up drunk, naked next to him, filled with guilt, I shooed him out and as quickly as I could, and ghosted him as hard as I could for about two weeks. When I finally caught up with him, he was drunk and began to cry to me after and asked me to come over. When he did, he revealed that I had taken his virginity. Liv and Kristiny are both like, Why? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, the He was 24, so I had assumed he had a long-time girlfriend as well. But no, I'm the first fucking asshole who wrote robbed this sweet boy of his first experience. I'm the problem. It's me. Oh <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> I don't think it was her fault, though. Like, sure, she was like playing with his emotions. She didn't force him to do anything. Yeah, she didn't force him to do anything. And, like, he didn't disclose to her that he was, like, a a virgin. So meant that much to him. He should have said something.
1: Yeah.
0: And at that point, I feel like she probably would have just said no. Because it is, I mean, I always think that losing your virginity should be something a little bit more meaningful. But I also can understand a 24 just being like... Oh, I love this girl. Let's do it. But they weren't together.
1: It was a one-night stand. She has yeah. absolutely zero responsibility for his for actions, too. any of this. Mm-hmm.
2: Except for playing with emotions. That's but, I. I mean, yes. If she...
1: Playing was kind of flirtatious with him and kind of got that into his head and didn't see it through. There could have been more conversations had. Yeah. Obviously there should have been more conversations had on his part, <laughs> but I know they were both consenting adults. It's done is done. Exactly. Yeah. You are not the problem
0: here. There really isn't a problem here. Maybe on his end, but not with
2: not with yeah. her. Yeah. At twenty four, I would never imagine somebody to be a virgin. I know they,
1: they I know they exist, mm-hmm. but it's also with gender stereotypes. I'm kind of quickly reversing this in my head and trying to see how I would feel if this was, mm-hmm. you know, was a girl being like, I had been flirting with this guy for a while. We were drinking. I hooked up with him, and then he ghosted me for weeks how I would feel, but at the same time, when you're 24, you've got to you got to take some responsibility for yourself there, so I think even if the genders were reversed, it wouldn't change my opinion. No. Not at all.
0: <laughs> On to the next one. Okay, so this one says, I'm in a sexless marriage for a while now, and for years, this would normally be fine. Reason is, I grew up with massive amounts of sexual trauma. However, after years of therapy, I have started to reclaim my sexuality. However, well as would normally be a celebration, my husband has some medical issues that make sex non-existent. Literally everything else in our relationship is amazing. We are a matched pair in every way. We bring out the best in each other. Lately, I've been wanting to start an affair or something equivalent so I can explore and reclaim my sexuality. I've even invested in toys, but I'm really craving more. What do I do in this situation? It's a pretty heavy one. Oh, <laughs> definitely a
2: lot of pieces to that story.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like they've both had, obviously, issues at different times in their lives, and now it's not matching up for her and what she wants.
1: Yeah, so I feel like... They made a commitment Mm -hmm. when they were different people. She has now evolved. Mm -hmm. That commitment still stands and needs to be addressed. So I don't think her going and doing something on her own is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But her needs have changed, and it doesn't seem like this marriage is fulfilling those needs. And I think that's okay for her to evolve and explore other things but she needs to kind of make a choice Mm -hmm. is she going to explore that with her partner and that doesn't seem like that's an option Mm -hmm. so then the other thing would be having his permission to kind of break that commitment level in their relationship, and she can go outside and explore that while still maintaining that partnership with him. Absolutely. Or completely leaving that partnership and Mm -hmm. going and exploring this new part of herself. And it doesn't sound like that's what
0: she wants, to, like, leave this person, but having an affair is, like, definitely the wrong way to go about it. Uh, I think you will lose a lot of yourself by doing that i think you'll lose probably everything from that other person who you're saying you're matched with in every way besides this and i think that would be
1: really really sad to lose that well that's that's the thing is an affair like a marriage doesn't have to be about sex a marriage is about a lot more than sex mm-hmm. and it can be two separate things but it's the minute you start lying to your partner yeah mm-hmm. that your marriage is going to have damage. Um, So if she thinks this is a match made in heaven and everything's great, then she needs to be open with her partner and be like, you know, this is a need I have and this marriage isn't fulfilling that. How can we make it so this need is fulfilled? Mm -hmm. And likely that means opening up their marriage and her exploring that with Mm -hmm. new partners.
2: Mm -hmm. And that could be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think lying's never the the right choice. She needs to decide what is more important for her, and maybe at this point in her life, her exploration is more important. But then she needs to be open and honest with her husband and say, you know, this started when I was this person, and now thanks to my therapy, I've evolved, I've changed, I've grown. I'm now this person. This is what I need. And if that is more important, then
1: what the relationship was before, then... If I were the other partner there, like in this scenario, the husband, if I physically couldn't provide um, what my partner needed sexually, and they told me, I love you, I love our relationship, but I'd like to explore sexually outside of this relationship since that's not something possible with us, mm-hmm. I'd be all for it. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, let me know how it goes. <laughs> and I don't know what her husband's reaction would be, but it seems a little bit selfish, in my opinion, if he can't physically, like, I don't know what these medical issues are, mm-hmm. but if he can't give that to her and she needs it, mm-hmm. then not. I- I don't know. I kind of feel like he should just let her let her go have her heyday. <laughs> totally. I have a lot of friends who have been
0: in polyamorous and open relationships over the years, and I you know it's a very like taboo subject, and I don't really quite understand why because we have shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Love Is Blind where everyone's literally dating each other, like, and we eat it up. We love it, right? But the biggest thing in actual open and poly relationships is communication. And I have had friends still get cheated on in a poly relationship, which I know sounds really weird because you're like, wait, but everybody just like dates whoever they want. But no, it's not like that. It's <laughs> communication. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of my friends will, you know, tell her partner like, hey, are you okay if I go meet up with this guy that I've been talking to? He's a part of our chat group online, which a lot of these communities do have mm-hmm. online discords or Facebook um, yeah. chats, all of that kind of stuff. And they all you know, talk to each other and everything. And if they think it's a safe and reasonable thing to do, they'll be like, yeah, sure. So, I mean, going back into this situation, not everyone's going to be okay with that either. And I think that's really important to think about too, that this guy might just be like, hell no, like I'm not okay with that. And if that's what you want to do, I'm out.
1: Yeah. But that's it's his choice. It's his make. choice, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And I
0: think just giving people the option to have choices is very important here. As If you lie to him, you lie to him, and it's just... Then he's not yeah.
1: part of that decision. No, And in a way, that takes part of his role in the marriage away, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. It's not okay to take that decision away
0: from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Okay, so we are moving on to a Reddit story that I read the other night, and when I read it, I was like, oh my god, like, this is, this is wild. Okay, so this is from the subreddit, am I the asshole, which basically they ask, am I the asshole or am I not the asshole? If you've never been onto this subreddit before, you need to, and it will put you to sleep at night. (laughs) Okay, so, am I the asshole for telling off my mother-in-law for insisting that my daughter doesn't have a quotes, real vagina.
1: What? <laughs> so is this a transgender... Nope. Okay. I'll go into okay. it. Okay, there's, yeah. More. there's yeah. more? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: My four and a half year old daughter has a stomach bug and has been having some diarrhea. My wife needed to take our son to an appointment and I needed to work from home today, so my mother-in-law came to watch after our daughter. My daughter needed to use the bathroom, and I was going to excuse myself for my online meeting, but my mother-in-law said she had it. A bit later, my daughter came up to me and asked me to wipe her. I said to her, didn't grandma help you? And in quotes it says, she knows how to wipe, but having diarrhea were helping her. She said, yes, but grandma wiped wrong. Grandma wiped in instead of out. We've taught her how to wipe out instead of in, as you should. Yeah. I excused myself from my meeting to help wipe my daughter correctly. I went to find my mother-in-law in the kitchen. I asked her, daughter says you wiped her in instead of out. She said, I wiped her. You think there's a better way? I told her it's not a healthy way to wipe a vagina. You need to wipe out. She said, and you have a vagina? I said, no, but I have a daughter who has a vagina. I said, no, I have a daughter and I won't let her get an infection by wiping poop into her vagina. She said, daughter doesn't have a real vagina yet. There's no chance of infecting anything. I said, what? Of course she has a real vagina. She's a female. She said, girls don't have real vaginas until they're teenagers. And I said, there's no, and that there's no chance of infection because her vagina doesn't actually develop until they're a teenager. I was dumbfounded and I got angry. I said to her, you're a woman, you raised three daughters, I'm married to one, you can't possibly be this stupid. She told me I'm out of line and said, I can't appreciate her help. Then she's leaving. I told her I'm perfectly, in fact, more capable than her of caring of my daughter and that she's welcome to get out. And she did. She did leave. And about 10 minutes later, my wife called me and said her mom was furious with me and I was terrible to her and made her leave without any reason. After explaining, my wife is on my side. Am I the asshole for defending my daughter's real vagina?
1: Okay. <laughs> First of all, I don't think this actually matters what the fight was about. Mm-hmm. The mother-in-law was doing the best she could to help. He came in, criticized her for doing it in a different way than they do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. So, that's where I kind of think he was wrong. He should have just taken the help, mm-hmm. and then if the daughter came back, was like, "I need more wiping." Like mm-hmm. that—that's not the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, he didn't need to then go confront the mother-in-law and be like, "You wiped wrong." To me, that's <sighs> kind of where the issue started. Mm-hmm. I totally see where you're coming from.
0: I also know that there was not, I mean, I'm imagining these people are probably in their thirties, maybe even their forties and that there wasn't a lot of education about that type of stuff No, back in the sixties, seventies, fifties, whenever these people were brought up. And unfortunately I just, I've heard about it a lot in my own life where like, oh, this person had an upset stomach for years and never told anyone cause they didn't know that they you know, couldn't eat. They didn't know what lactose intolerant was, or this person got constant UTIs when they were a kid and nobody understood why. And it was because of improper wiping or stuff like that. Or, you know, so-and-so's kid's penis got infected because they didn't clean the foreskin, like all of these things, right? Like there's so many, so many things that now you look at it and you don't hear about this stuff as much. And I think that the confrontation part of it could have been done a lot differently where it's like, hey, so my daughter is saying you wiped her incorrectly. And I mean, kids love to rat on people, <laughs> true, <laughs> right? Kids true. love to be like, well, Nana did it wrong. So what do I do here? You know? And he could have said, next time you wipe her, we need you to wipe. We need you to wipe this way. And that's that's the thing. it just been done so differently. Yeah, It doesn't
1: even need to be told that she was doing it incorrectly. Mm-hmm what I think would have been the right way to go about it and like because I've got a niece and nephew two nephews and I'm over there all the time helping Mm -hmm. out and you know I don't always know what the parents are doing and I'm not a parent myself so you know I'm learning a lot as I go Mm -hmm. but I'm lucky that my brother and sister-in-law you know they'll just tell me oh we do the things this way yeah great Mm -hmm. good now I know They don't ever come at me being like, you did it incorrect because Mm -hmm. we do it this way. And, you know, maybe it is technically incorrect on a medical standpoint because Mm -hmm. there is medical reasons for why they're doing it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just the grandma got offended Mm -hmm. because she was trying to be helpful and told the way that she's done it for X amount of years and she is a woman Mm -hmm. and probably does it on herself that way is wrong Mm -hmm. I think it would have just been a lot better if he'd just been like hey like just to let you know since she's been having stomach issues we're really trying to do this this is why um if you can just know that for next time totally
0: I think the other really big thing though is the real vagina
1: yeah now that's (laughs) that's just a lack of education yeah (laughs) part here
2: I think like It's fine to say, like, oh, back in, like, the day there wasn't a lot of education, but Mm -hmm. there's nothing stopping people from educating themselves now, right? Absolutely. So, because I know I read, like, another Am I the Asshole story, like, a few Mm -hmm. weeks or months ago about, like, a lady who put whiskey on a baby's gums because they were peeving. Oh, I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. And, like, (laughs) you know sure like we didn't know x then but we know it now and there's no reason to not be educated about it
0: yeah absolutely um thinking of that like when I was 16 I had really bad chronic bronchitis and we couldn't figure out what was wrong with me for months like it was like six months I didn't know and I would sit awake at night just like coughing and coughing and coughing it was terrible and (laughs) I can't remember why, but my Oma and one of my great-aunts had stopped by my parents' house. And my great-aunt said, oh, she's still coughing? Just give her a shot of vodka. It'll make her stop coughing. And my mom was like, what? <laughs> give this 16-year-old a shot of vodka just to get her to stop coughing. Yeah, like that's like, you know, 16-year-olds, of course, go have their shots of vodka in the bush with their friends or at a house party or whatever. But like... Not just to get your kid to stop coughing, you know, like things have changed so much. But I think it's also, it's kind of sad in a way that this woman didn't know that like a vagina is a vagina from birth and that, yeah, they develop a little bit more when they're through age, but a vagina is a vagina.
1: Do they even? Like, I feel like like it just grows with you. Size and, you know, Mm -hmm. your menstrual cycle and stuff like that, that all changes. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's still... The same amount of access Yeah through like yep. your urethra and Yeah, exactly. Everywhere. Like it's not like those openings Open later in life, like, yeah, no, they're there. <laughs> bacteria could get up there, just yeah. uh,
0: especially. I just think this poor little girl has diarrhea, and then having like a UTI or an infection on top of that, I'm like, oh no, this yeah. poor little baby. So, I don't know, what do you guys think? Is he the asshole,
2: or I don't, I don't think he's the asshole because I feel like, like. I, like, medically, yeah, like, exactly. If my child Mm -hmm. was good, and I don't have a child, but if I did, like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want them to get a UTI. Like, so, like, any any sort of, like, medical prevention, like, protecting my child, like, Mm -hmm. he could have gone about it in a better way, but I don't think he's, like, necessarily the asshole. I don't know.
1: See, I kind of think they're both the asshole. Mm -hmm. Um, I think grandma chose a weird hill to die on that... (laughs) She's like, oh, it's not a vagina because it's just four years old. Yeah. If you don't know scientifically things, then maybe just don't die on that hill. Just Mm -hmm. be like, okay, Mm -hmm. sure, thanks, like whatever. I don't think he approached it in the best way for someone who's just trying to be helpful. I think it could have just been a learning lesson quick conversation next time do it like this yeah the end i think if he if sorry the grandma did it the
0: wrong way again then it's more of an issue and then you just don't let unfortunately you don't let grandma have that time with the granddaughter until Mm -hmm. until she can fix herself but it also makes you wonder like if she's been doing this forever this way Mm -hmm. you know like I've been putting my daughter at risk this way forever. So, personally, I think, like, he's not the asshole, but it could have been done in a little bit of a different way.
1: Also, I just want to throw this out here, that it is an entirely different ballpark wiping somebody else (laughs) than wiping yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like... Until I had nieces and nephews, I was like, oh, this is awkward and weird. And I, I don't know how to do this, even though I've had a body for a long time now. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> it's a learning curve. Yeah.
0: So some of the comments on here say, not the asshole. Your mother-in-law is profoundly stupid for not knowing how to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> but for not realizing that a four-year-old uh, vagina or a four-year-old has fully formed genitals. God knows what other pearls of wisdom she is, has in her brain. Yeah, yeah. it's That sums it up really yeah. well. I like and that. And other people t- like as well are like, not the asshole, like, urinary, urinary tract infections, bladder infections. While a tiny human is not fully developed in terms of sexual organs, that does not mean poop should be in there. That's just gross. <laughs> um, yeah. And other people are saying as well, like until she changes her ways, like she should not be helping with the daughter in that way. And I totally
1: agree. Yeah. Um, I just wish it yeah. was more of an educational moment totally. instead of a fight. And so I, I have think this all could have been avoided. I
0: have a question for you too, oh And gosh. it's kind of been something that, no, oh. it's fine. Um, <laughs> that I've talked with other friends about. So did your grandparents graduate high school?
1: I have no idea.
2: Right? Uh, yes. Because she wore her wedding dress no, she wore her grad dress to her wedding like three weeks later. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So, so, I mean, same with my grandparents.
0: Like, I think they, um, my opa was a Mason, and my oma, I think she got, I mean, she got married at 18, so I don't even remember if she graduated. But it's just showing that, like, education was so different back then. And even for our parents, like, my mom graduated, she went to, um, a, a university how about your parents today?
1: They... um uh, my mom went to university my dad just did high school and then straight into the workforce. but yeah. um yeah they both had decent education so mm-hmm. i think they both know enough about human and
0: <laughs> totally totally but i also just wonder like how far they went into things back then too okay so we have one last write-in from our google form and it just says simply How can I be more confident? What do you two have to say about that?
2: So personally, that's been something. I know we've had this conversation that Mm -hmm. I've been venturing on my own for the last little bit, like trying to figure out how to be more confident. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy for sure. I think it's one of the
0: hardest journeys you could ever have, honestly.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, there's so many different pieces about, like, why are you not confident already? What is, in your eyes, wrong with y- who you are right now, mm-hmm. right? So I think, I don't know, that's, that's really hard. It is, yeah.
0: I mean, for myself, I think it was finding the pieces of myself that I wasn't confident mm-hmm. with and working on them so i mean i started really going ham with like dying my hair about like 11 years ago and i've never felt better than when i started like going crazy with the colors like i had never had purple hair before and this was like during the pandemic when like everybody was really going through
1: it (laughs) (laughs) i went hot pink it was great oh yeah it looked (laughs) awesome too
0: yeah so i went like a dark purple and i was like oh i like the purple and it faded out And then I was like, no, like, I want to go red with this. So, like, I experimented with all of it. And honestly, like, I receive so many compliments on how I look with the different colored hair as well. And I love it because, I mean, usually I just get compliments on my ass.
1: So, (laughs) I obviously didn't know you before you had colorful hair. And Mm -hmm. I just can't picture it any other way. Like, I (laughs) feel like your personality would change if your hair wasn't bright and colorful. Out. Yep.
0: <laughs> totally I mean another thing for me as well is I grew up like quite religious and I even remember like going to youth gatherings and stuff and in the pamphlets you would get for like a packing list it would say hottest is modest and stuff like that so like no tank tops no v-neck shirts like you know, back in the 2000s, we had those, like, sweaters that, like, tied up around your boobs. Do you remember those? Yes. Or just, like, sleeves. Smort- yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but, like, stuff like that where it would be, like, I never got asked to change my clothes or to, like, cover up or anything, but there were other girls around that did. And even if we went swimming, like, we went to um, – where was I? I think it was in Calgary. And we went to a pool there, and they told all the girls, like, in the pamphlet to, like – dress like with a bathing suit that wasn't a bikini which like also like kind of hard to find like it's not as easy as you think it is to find like a good fitting one piece and stuff like that we had um
1: it was like right down the street from where I grew up as a kid beach access and it was owned by a church it was father john I, I don't know too much about the church but Anyone could swim there, but you had to be completely covered. Oh my god! so, me and my That's friends bizarre. would like sneak there, and none of us had one pieces. So, we'd like go there in our bikinis at like 13, 14. Yeah. And then, if anyone saw us, we'd have to like mm-hmm. run away. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Totally. But. Yeah,
0: I just feel like if it's look wise, you know, you can really work on that. If you're working on your confidence, like people wise, you need to find people that you are comfortable with and going out with them and you know maybe going to a new restaurant with them or you know going on a wine tour with them. we live in the okanagan so wine tours are like a very big social event that are Absolutely. so worth it
1: <laughs> so for myself um i've always been super 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 shy mm-hmm. so there are two aspects of this that i chose to work on one was appearance i had a nose that sort of bridged outwards um, and I felt like it was all people could see when they looked at me. Yeah. Just, oh, she's got a big nose. I'm like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm under here too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I did actually get that corrected and now I don't look in the mirror and instantly mm-hmm. think, oh, I've got a big nose. Now, I just, I don't have a perfect nose now, but it's just not the first thing I notice. And, you know, you can go crazy with plastic surgery and get everything, little nitpicky thing done, but it's not about perfection. It's a good tool for somebody who has one thing that devastates them you know or maybe that's two things like I, there isn't a limit on it but you know you don't need to shoot for perfection with plastic surgery cuz that's when it can become addicting and weird and it's scary yeah yeah but it's a great tool if there's just like one thing that would really make a difference for you mm-hmm. and that was huge for me mm-hmm. the other thing is i um decided to get into serving i couldn't talk to strangers so oh, yeah. I chose to apply at restaurants because then I would have to over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over mm-hmm. <laughs> talk to strangers. And I ended up serving for a good solid 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. And it's changed completely who I am as a person. I don't think twice now of talking to a stranger, mm-hmm. whereas before I couldn't even make a phone call.
0: Yeah. I think that's the same for a lot of people, and when I switched my business model to wanting to be an experience, part of the experience that people will have with me, actually you two even had with me, was I did a phone consultation to make sure you'd be a good fit for being your brand ambassador, and so I do that with all clients as well, and when I first started them, I was like a nervous wreck. I was like like before like I was just like dialing their number like hand shaking like like what am I doing here and then I get on the phone and even though I felt like I was messing up consistently and going um ah, ah like all of those types of things people would still book their session because they wanted to have the pillow talk experience and that's what
1: meant a lot to me at the time.
0: And of course, like still means a lot to me.
1: The thing with that though is um you're in a bit of a power position. Yeah. You know <laughs> going into that phone call what it's going to be like. Yeah. You have already thought on the receiver's end, it's mm-hmm. like, oh she wants to have a phone call. Oh, well, okay, what, totally. what's it be? <laughs> Yeah,
0: and I mean With that as well, like, there's been a lot of times where I've been, like, completely thrown off as well. Where people ask questions I've never been asked before and I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) give me a second here. And the thing is, it's just the more I do of those phone calls or the more I meet people in person and we're having a big open house coming up and, like, I'm scared shitless for the open house. I haven't had one since 2019. Like, it's been a really long time. About 50 people came to it and it just felt like I was a chicken with my... with. Head had cut off the entire time. I was just running around like a crazy person. And the thing is, it was still really fulfilling, but of course it's so scary. But stuff like that where you get to meet people and get to know people and you never know who you're going to make friends with, like it's just, it's really gratifying and I think it really helps with confidence too.
1: Mm-hmm. Another um, thing based on confidence that kind of stands out in my mind is I remember I was already graduated, but I'd just been traveling and then moved back in with my parents. Um, but I was like old enough to go to the bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my mom had a big house with lots of bedrooms and most of her kids had moved out, minus me who would come back. <laughs> but uh, she was hosting some young travelers from New Zealand because my mom's originally from New Zealand and this was friend of a friend or family or I don't Remember how we knew them, but there's some sort of connection there. Mm. And I was getting ready for one of my friends to pick me up, and then we were gonna go into town, go clubbing for the night. And so I came downstairs, and I was in, you know, a little bar dress, and you know, high heels, whatever. You the, were looking cute, whatever the look <laughs> was for, you know, that time. And I remember one of the girls from New Zealand who. You know, she'd grown up on a farm. She was more of the athletic type. And she looked at me and she's like, wow, I I wish I could dress like that. And then I thought about, you know, that kind of took me by surprise. I was like, well, anyone can dress like this. Like, I don't, I don't. And I I kind of got self conscious. I was like, well, now am I weird? I I don't. But um, I thought about other times where I've looked at people Mm and I've been like, oh, I wish I could wear what they're wearing. And you know there's something to be said that not all clothes are made for certain body types mm-hmm. and you know some some people just don't suit certain looks but if you want to be that person who wears that thing the best way to do it is to just start wearing that thing yeah <laughs>
0: totally i 100 percent agree i kind of went through a bit of a i mean a style change i think in 2020 as well where i was like patterns what are those I'm gonna try patterns and I'm gonna try like oversized like t-shirts and I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna try that like all of these different things and I feel so much more confident now than when I was like trying to be that leggings and tank top girl because I'm not a leggings and tank top
1: girl at all yeah I mean you gotta you gotta (laughs) sometimes accept your fate and be like okay I'm you know, my friend looks super hot in that outfit. I can put on the same thing. It doesn't feel authentic to me. Yeah. And then just be like, hey, that trial and error. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it just takes, like, if you can be like, oh, I'm not a hat person well wear a hat every day for the next two months and boom you're a hat person like <laughs> or if you still don't like it that's completely fine yeah too. and that yeah that's okay yeah
0: um it's trial and error and yeah i think another thing too is like makeup like a lot of us ditched our makeup back in the pandemic mm-hmm. and that's actually when i got into doing makeup i had no idea what i was doing before that like i had bought makeup before but like the most i would ever do is like fill in my brows and new mascara and like i bought A really expensive foundation once did I know what to do with it no so I like never use it after spending 50 bucks on a foundation it was disgusting (laughs) (laughs) but I mean it's one of those things too where like I started doing my makeup and you know traditionally people were doing like really like light eye looks and like a little bit of a brown with a liner some mascara and I was like no I want to wear orange and green and I want to do like big wing liner and I want it to have like that snatch point and I want to wear lashes and it's all this stuff that I had never done before and still when I do a look like that like I feel so good about it and even for my wedding uh I went like so opposite of what most people do this this day and age like most people are like I want to look natural and I just want like a little bit of like smoke in the crease and that's about it the rest I just want to look like light and glowy. I was like no do me up do it all I want (laughs) (laughs) I want burnt orange I want burgundy I want smoke on the edges I want big lashes like give it all to me like and I
1: felt so good with my makeup that day yeah (laughs) yeah that's something I do like about where I'm at in my life Mm -hmm. is like when I come into Pillow Talk, we're doing a photo shoot and I've got lashes that are like ready to go up to the moon and like hardcore big red lips. And I leave and then I go home and then I go to the grocery store and I'm still like that. And I feel fine. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, is everyone staring at me because I'm wearing so much makeup? Yeah. Then the next day, you know, I roll out of bed and I'm like, I'm not putting on any makeup and I go to the same grocery store and I don't feel any different. No. And I know that's a really hard thing for a lot of people is Mm -hmm. like either they have to have their makeup on or they feel weird wearing makeup. Like I'm very easy either way, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think that's a nice place to be in life. Totally, and I think just for confidence
0: wise, it's it's really cool to be able to feel that way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you just don't feel any different with it. But
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel different because I know yeah. I yeah. look different. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> I don't feel self conscious either. Way. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Any ending? Any ending thoughts for that, or anything you want to put in at the end?
2: I think it's it's all just so individualized. Like you really like finding your confidence is an individual journey like Mm -hmm. and so it's just it's exploration like try different things like do your makeup do your hair like do you know plastic surgery like get braces like do do what is gonna make you feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. and like you know get educated if that's what you want to do like just like go for a walk like get your body moving like
1: Trying things. Being good at things. Try try everything. Try everything Mm -hmm.
2: and whatever brings you joy, like fucking do that. Yeah. Do more of that.
0: (laughs) Totally. 100% agree. I love that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining another episode of the Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. And thank you, of course, to brand ambassadors Kristeny and Liv for being here.
1: Thank you,
2: Sierra. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, of
0: course. And if you haven't heard, I am doing a new project called Pillow Talk Selfie Studios, and it is how to take the best possible boudoir-style selfies at home. So that website is just PillowTalkSelfieStudios.com. Of course, if you want to book a session with me, it is um, at Pillow Talk dot Studios on Instagram. Or you can join our VIP group, uh, Pillow Talk Studios exclusive VIP group on Instagram, on Facebook, Facebook. that's the wrong one. (laughs) There we go. And everybody have a great day and we will get back to you with another episode soon. Bye.